Oh, oh. <laughs> hello and welcome to this week's edition of Pals Pulls. The gang is all here. All four of us, including Tyler. Hello, I have a mustache that I instantly regretted. Hi. Kale. I also regret your mustache. What's up, hot dog? It's, it's not good. Marco. You'll see Tyler's mustache. Yo, guys, come on. Come on. <laughs> Body image uh, issues already. Let's not make it worse. Although, if you're listening to the audio recording of this, maybe there's a reason to go on our YouTube. Oh, it's a good plug. Although I don't know if I would call that a reason for people to flock to YouTube. Uh, maybe the content. Maybe the content. Uh, of course, I'm here too, uh, Sean. We're here to talk about five I don't know. of this week's biggest books on what was... I would say a pretty stacked week in terms of releases. Uh, we're going to be talking about Detective Comics number. <laughs> Love that cover. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. 1062. Number, uh, yeah. Thank you. 1062, because they tried to hide it as much as possible on the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman Space Age number one. We got Sean, is that um, yeah. the Space Age? Is that just normal format size? It's not like a black label sort of thing, right? It, it it's a it's normal um, I guess size yeah but it's like the, obviously yeah thick or whatever thick is a brick shit yeah, house it is, yeah it's I didn't not, realize it was gonna be so long uh, Swamp Thing number fifteen nice mm. good cover thank you mm-hmm. thank you uh, Ant Man number one excellent cover yes and uh, last and maybe least uh, Amazing Spider Man number six slash 900 Ooh, who's that? oh that is a nice cover who Thank is that you. is that a gian uh, di domenico or whatever gian domenico uh, no, that's not i don't see a credit on the actual cover but uh, i'll do some DiMaggio? research on that i'm curious now I'm john looking, I don't know. <laughs> you know what i doubt it's john dimaggio but <laughs> i'm not i can't rule it out <laughs> there are so many people that did uh covers here but uh yeah uh, find- it's just name is Sue, S-U. All right. Thank All you, right. Sue. There you go. Uh, great cover. Mm-hmm. Sean, uh, Sean uh, I want to say congratulations. You have are one issue away from collecting a full Swamp Thing run. So That's true. Congrats. That's true. Thank you. Mm-hmm. However, it is worth pointing out, maybe it goes on. Maybe this isn't the end. What do, what you, do you get for doing that? Do you just, like, regain your virginity? How does that, what, is, what works there? <laughs> No, so you how, get a card. Is that how you I get, reclaim it? You, you oh. get the membership card. It's a green card. Swamp. I made that joke. <laughs> Swamp ass. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I don't need to collect the whole run to get that. <laughs> you don't even need to run to get that. Just <laughs> no, no. I just need to have a high chair. electric bill and have a poor bank account. One of those. That's a good combo for Swamp Ass. Uh, and buying comics will get you a small bank account, too. That's true. Uh, this these, were, these were some expensive books this week. To replenish our funds, you could head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash the comics pals. Please. Please. Where so for less than the price of literally any one of these comics, you can Jeez. support the podcast uh, and you get our newsletter, $3 a month. Um, and if you want to contribute more, you get more. Uh, you'll get pals polls every single month. Uh, in addition to being able to vote in our book club, get a nice shout out on the show, superhero or supervillain nickname, lots of cool stuff over on Patreon for you guys. Uh, if you want to watch this live, twitch.tv slash the comics pals for this very show at 6 p.m. Eastern every single Thursday. If you're watching now, say hello live. 
We always like to uh, hear from you. Mon- uh, Saturdays, every single Saturday, 10, 15 a.m. Eastern for the main show. We're going to have Victor Dandridge joining us this week to talk Woo! about. <sighs> wow. Uh, Pete, is that you? To talk about <laughs> uh, San Diego Comic-Con and his exploits over there and his Kickstarter for Kinder Guardians. So lots of cool stuff happening this week on the show. We did drop a San Diego Comic-Con recap episode that's live everywhere now if you guys want to check that out where we just talked about all the announcements from the event. We'll do a little bit more of that this Saturday, but we wanted to get it all out there for you guys in one big chunk. And uh, the show's just, it's too long already. We didn't need all that. So we uh, put it somewhere else. Let's get into the reviews. Let's talk about Detective Comics 126, or 1026, rather. Um, This is, uh, you know, um, a milestone in a lot of ways, not from a number standpoint, although it is remarkable for any comic book to get to that kind of numbering. Uh, But they changed even the logo. Uh, the creative team is a huge change. Uh, Rob V on board. That's amazing for him to be, you know, taking a stab at Batman. Raphael Albuquerque, Dave Stewart on colors, Ariana Mayer on letters. Um, we've all been looking forward to this book. Very highly anticipated to see what Rom would do with Batman. Was this the issue one that you were expected? No, I kind of thought we'd get into it a bit more quickly. Um, I think the the setup pieces are to be expected, um, but I don't yet know like the big bad, I guess, and that's fine. Um, I trust Rom, so I, I don't think I'd like need that out the gate. But um, for if it wasn't for the fact that it was. Rompy writing this, I probably would expect a little bit more of, you know, tell me what the the stakes are, and uh, but otherwise, I thought it was good. I'm kind of with you, Marco, on this, but like this is what I expected though, like mm. Swamp Thing originally, yeah, it didn't really get to me until like issue three. Like I kept with it because I had faith in Rompy as a as a writer after reading these Savage Shores, which I loved. Um, and that's kind of what I'm expecting to happen here. Um, Rom V is good with the slow burn. Um, and that's what I feel like we're getting here. There are some themes here that I think are interesting. A lot of new characters that no really, not really introducing any of the established uh, Batman rogues, really. Sure, spoiler, Talia shows up. But she, I wouldn't really consider her a rogue at this point. Uh, even though she goes rogue in this issue. Um yeah, it's uh, it's different. Um, I think for me, what really stood out was the Albuquerque art. Mm. Um, I can't remember the last time I've seen Albuquerque do like a full issue of interiors. Um, that I've for a book that I've wanted to read. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good looking. Like the his his pacing through like the action scenes where uh, Batman's fighting this weird demon guy at a at a shipping dock. Uh, or real fun and he uses these like weird sometimes canted angles too for some of the panel shots um, which I enjoyed um, but uh, yeah I'm I'm not sold 100% on it but it's enough to keep my uh, he wet my appetite with this first issue that's for sure yeah he has my attention yeah 
yeah, this felt like the first, you know, scene of of a play of an opera, you know. Um mm. everyone's throwing around that operatic uh word as a description for this for this and you know, I think that's probably because the first part uh literally of the book is an opera. How did how did you read that in your head? Uh very dumb. Very yes. dumb. Do it, I'm do very it. I'm very stupid. I was do hearing it. Russell Crowe and Lee Miz, which was not enjoyable, but that's on I, me. I wish I knew anything. <laughs> I, I heard it as like a wavering voice every time he'd say a thing. Maybe I was expecting some like iambic pentameter or something, but like I was trying to find the rhythm in the, the words, which is kind of kind of distracting me. Um, so I'm curious to see where he goes with the music. I think that that Barbados scene is another one which I felt like was rhymey and it was sing songy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. how does that translate universally across the page? Um, I have yet to see. I guess, um, I don't know. It wasn't really what I was hoping for. Um, it was really good from an art standpoint. The art was phenomenal. Raphael Albuquerque is one of the best working. Um, but it was more vibey than it was like any particular, you know, thing that, that, that happened in terms of being a standout. A little bit of a different in, interpretation of Batman, a little bit lighter. Um, you know, he's playing a game with himself to see how long it takes him to, you know, dispatch of some goons. It's kind of a cute moment, I guess. Not really what you expect from Batman. Um, and then he has a playful engagement with Nightwing that that one felt more um, more normal just because for Batman to play with one of his family. Sure. But in his own mind, I don't really buy that. You read that you opening would- as a game. I-, I read that as like him just testing himself further i've read that as like a time trial like oh well, it was even made fun of it was a joke okay i it, yeah i don't know i i sort of just saw it as you know yeah i don't know man he's out there by himself yeah. every single night you gotta entertain yourself Do you? it's just pure neuroticism yeah <laughs> i don't know that that's a part of batman's character but okay um and then the the stuff in coronas or whatever that was I mean, we literally don't know a single yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> that um, was confusing so to me. Hard to make heads or tails of it. I don't. I would certainly not say that this is like. I, I'm not going to say past the end of this. I couldn't with art this good. Like, I'm just going to show a, a random panel that I happened on, and mm. it's gorgeous. It's uh, a Bruce in like some kind of a dream sequence type of thing, with a very large bat gripping his body draped in reds and blacks um it's just just amazing it's amazing the name is barbados which is barbados barbados which is that character from metal right yeah barbados is the character from metal the character from grant morrison's uh run on batman Mm. becoming a, a major has become a major uh antagonist i guess in batman's rogues gallery so that was the most intriguing part for me because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a Morrison Mark. So whenever there's an echo of their run on, you know, in, in a Batman comic, I'm in on that. But other than that, I don't know. I'd argue the backup is worth the price of admission on this. Mm. Um, 
I really liked the Jim Gordon, uh, Danny, uh, Danny uh, on art and um, Cy Spurrier uh, on writing. I really enjoy the backup. Um, I'm a big Jim Gordon mark. Um, even C.W. Gordon says, prefer the Gordon backup, oddly. Maybe I should read Joker. I've heard good things. Yeah, I've heard good things about Joker, too. Um, A.K.A. the Gordon book. Um, so this has, you know, shades of that. It even directly references what happens in that. Um, and it's just like a down and dirty private eye story um, that looks like it's going to get a little wacky. Uh, I, and I also love Danny's art. I am... That is an artist I will follow anywhere. So, it she felt a little looser than she typically might be, mm-hmm. like, uh, um, which I thought was interesting. Like the facial structures almost reminded me of like some Frank Miller stuff, where uh, there's this like kind of digital watercolor wash over things. Because um, usually she incorporates a lot more shadow and a lot more heavy inks. Yeah. Um, so this was this was a different flavor, but I enjoyed it, and I like that it was all structured around on nine panel grid it just made things really clean and easy to follow um i'm gonna say pull for the creative team and the promise more than and and the stellar art more than um what the book actually accomplishes in its first issue for me um five bucks for a full story and a backup is pretty decent in today's age um but uh it's one gallon of gas <laughs> i haven't i haven't pulled detective comics in a while um because it's generally the less important bat book from a happening standpoint and so to be honest unless the creative team can tell me why i need to read this within the next two issues i'm probably not going to continue to follow it I won't okay. give this as long of a tale as I would another ROM book. Specifically because it's a, de- a detective comics book? Yeah, yeah. Because hmm. I know it's not going to have deep ramifications, so it's going to have to be really good. It might have ramifications, though. Oh, hey, my God. Let's get it. Uh, yeah, pull. Um, sure, yeah. Honestly, pull for the cover. That's a fucking great cover. <laughs> Yeah, like, would you pay $5 to have that in your house? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, you, yeah, I mean, you bought it digitally, but... Let's get one of those digital frames, I guess. You get so, your geriatric grandmother. Wow. Uh, all right, well, let's move on. Uh, let's get on to what is probably the main event of this week. Um, Ant-Man. Not quite. Ooh. Superman Space Age, book one by Mark Russell uh, with art by Mike Allred and Laura Allred on colors, Dave Sharp on letters. Um, this was very long. Didn't realize <laughs> that would be the case. Me neither. Yeah. Very long. But I dare say um, this is a phenomenal comic book. He's good. Russell I, I delivers. Love this. Yeah. He, 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 I think the the way that he incorporates like real world commentary is always the thing that for me attracts me to his writing and he had like a whole like three pages almost of just you know the consequences of uh perspective and perception of uh your values and truth and it it ties into um uh it ties into superman with you know truth justice and the american way and like how that kind of counterpoints with uh 
uh, Clark's very limited knowledge being young. He, he's not exposed to the world and um, uh, the on the writing front I think is just an entertaining comic. He drives the narrative really well. He balances a whole bunch of characters. Um, this was a lot of fun and I know I've, uh, I've mentioned in the past and I'm not a big a fan of all red art. This was good. This was tight. Already, mm-hmm. uh, ex ecstatics. I think was a little too wacky and loose for me, but this very much gave me uh, like underground comics vibes, and it was much more structured than I think I've seen his other art. So for me, I one of my favorite DC comics of all time is New Frontier. Um, that idea of having the superheroes kind of start in this real world setting and kind of letting that real world grow with it. Uh, and it being this kind of very Americana setting, I think fits well with the DC universe. And that's where this is set. This is set like right, um, post, uh, world war two, you know, Superman still, you know, young. Um, and it deals with a lot of real life ramifications. It deals with his, uh, his dad in the Pacific theater, uh, Pa Kent. And like, Spoiler, there's a dead kid in this book. Like, um, it deals with the ramifications of that and, and Bruce coming to the realization that the world is that way. Um, deals with the JFK assassination. Uh, Mark Russell can really work with these, um, I guess, timeline settings and then injecting classic superheroes into it. Um, he did it with Fantastic Four Life Story, which I really enjoyed. Mm. Um where he did something very similar to that. Um, and he still somehow f- manages to find the heart in all of it. And uh, I think the, the book, the central theme of the book being hope is almost a cliche when it comes to the Superman book, but it also fucking works when done right. Um, and I think this book does it right. Uh, it, it's good, hopeful Superman, flawed Superman too, which I think is important when writing him. Um, and then I didn't realize it would be this intro like introduces the DC universe from this time period too. like we get the introduction of Batman, Al Jordan, a little peek at Diana too. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I really enjoyed this uh, and I'm a huge all red uh, mark too. So uh, anytime I see his work, I am all over it. Yeah. I actually wasn't crazy about this hmm. and it. Wow could have been the length mm. uh this was the last thing i read so i felt like i was and and i only just finished it uh so i felt like i was really stressing to get through it but a lot of it felt like like it was too long you know all these flashbacks and these lois lane monologues that go on for pages and pages that just it felt like so much just bloviated text. Um, and it just, I don't know. I, I feel like I've, I feel like I've seen this done better. Um, and I, I gotta tell you, this is, I, I like all red a lot. I did not like any of this really wow yeah okay what what about it it just i don't know it felt it felt like he was trying to be a little too you know you said structured 
Um, maybe too structured. Maybe he was trying to be too, maybe too real with it. I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't hit me the way it normally does. I can see that. Um, you know, I, I like my all right a little weirder, I think. I think, I think my, my only criticism of the art is that everybody looks like they never sleep at all. <laughs> they, these people been up for a minute and it's time to sleep it's the way he draws the cheeks right they almost like bags under their eyes yeah yes yeah. i mean look at Par- well this is a bad example because i think that's the point of the character but like just look at pariah like when was the last oh. time he slept yeah it's just oh. where i it's just where i opened it it's, yeah, I, I pariah is about mean, to start the cure in the dc universe yeah my guy my guy's just super into eyeshadow yeah <laughs> I thought that was a weird injection. I was not expecting that at all. I'm like, oh, are we in a pariah renaissance right now? That was that was one of the things that sold me on this comic book, actually, was huh. that it. I haven't read Crisis on Infinite Earths, but I know that, or at least I'm pretty sure, that pariah is a major factor in that. And that yeah. event takes place in the 80s. So what we see in the beginning of the book is a Superman who has accepted that Earth is forfeit it's over they, they failed and him and his family you know they're just accepting that their death is now and then it flashes back 20 years and i assumed all right well you know they're just going to show like how superman is able to avoid this somehow some way and that was just a potential future but as i read on and we got to the pariah stuff where he's like you know i know the future it's over you know this is horrible and we see that everything that you know, Superman is doing everything that Bruce is doing. And you kind of get into this headspace where it's like, yes, Tyler's right. This is a book about hope. But I also took it to be about the inevitability of the end um, and mm. how there's no shame in being hopeful or trying your best to avoid that. But that at least in this world, that's what's going to happen. Um, so I, I, I like that message because it's a complicated one. Um, the one thing that, that All Reds are, uh, and, and I am an All Red fan, but a lot of the times when there's movement involved and, and, and uh, I guess action, it does feel like paper dolls almost, like it's just being pasted and on. There's no real, like you look at Daniel Warren Johnson, probably the exact opposite end of the spectrum um, from All Red. There's kineticism there. There's not here in All Red's art. And I don't mean that as a knock. That's kind of the charm of All Red in my opinion. Mm. Um, like especially Madman because he kind of plays with that a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it is a little weird. Like like when Superman's flying, I think is where it jumped out to me. Yeah, uh, and how stiff he is right there. Oh, dude, yeah. that's the exact yeah. page I'm looking at. Yep. Fair, and that's, fair point. And that's the thing. It's just it's stiff, right? And I think it's accentuated, which is why I I think I like this a little bit more. It's because those lines are so uh, they're really tight. They're very clear. They don't have a lot of curves to them. They're just accentuating the body, and then that's it. There's no, like, I don't know, extra stretching of an arm or something. It's, it's contained, and I think it leads to a bit more of that just static feature being a bit more obvious in this. Uh, hey, Matt, yes, we got to... Um... We got to Detective Comics before this, but we're on Space Age. Um, I really liked the the realism that was put into the book in terms of addressing 
in a real world sense, you know, um, real life moments like Kennedy dying. Um, that was amazing. Whenever Lois got arrested and she was locked up with John Lewis. Yeah. That was awesome. I really liked that moment. Sorry. You said, uh, oh, when Kennedy was killed, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Clip it. Clip it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, don't worry, Matt. You didn't miss a Swamp Thing review. We're good. We're, we're on track. Yeah. I think you would have preferred to. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just I don't know. This was such a great book, I thought. Lex is a nutcase. Um, that that maybe was the only thing where I was like, eh, it's a little over the top. Um <laughs> He annihilates a city, and and in one panel, the punishment is you've been charged with two million murderers. Yeah. I loved that. I, that that's, was stupid. That's it. <laughs> but and, and he like brushed it off too. He was just like, oh yeah, they'll blame it on like the Russians or some shit. Like I'll be fine. Like the fuck, that's so cavalier for what you just did. This feels like the same kind of Lex that stole those forty cakes in that uh that children's book <laughs> image. You guys ever seen yeah. that one? Yeah. Uh, Lex Luthor stole forty cakes. Uh, and stealing 40 cakes is bad. It's like some children's book, but murder is bad. Yeah, I do feel like that could have had more gravity to it. Uh, my question, though, mm. for you, DC aficionados is, is this how Coast City was destroyed? Because I didn't no. know that. I thought it was destroyed a very different way at a different time. Uh, Parallax Mongol. before, right? Was it? No, it was Mongol. It was Mongol. Okay. It's the reason Hal Jordan becomes Parallax. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, isn't Cyborg Superman involved in that also, or is that not? Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's okay. not. Uh, he's not part of why Coast City goes, but yeah, he is involved. Yeah. Okay. So this book just proves like Coast City is the like even worse to live in than Gotham. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, in Gotham, the history ain't good. There's yeah, you'll there's at least a chance you'll survive. Right. Like you might get mugged and you know, you know, you might laugh a lot and, and you yeah. know there 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 there'll be some bad times, but you know, it's not gonna get blown up. Yeah. <laughs> um I I am so excited for this next issue. You know, I always say like, Oh, I don't really like alternate, you know, stories for these characters. I like I'm very into continuity. This is a book that, you know, obviously is not in continuity obviously this is mark russell stab at you know a different version of dc's past and i am so here for it this is this is awesome is there more i thought this was one of one no, no. there's more than one yeah get out yeah yeah, yeah. oh okay i mean oh. did you catch the last page bud Look, shows you uh flash the cover for issue two. Oh, all right Double check that it's even in here. Um, I would say um, two questions. Um, in the credits page, uh, Mike Allred goes by Spike Allred now. I heard did that. you see that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. It was like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, and also, I did see a uh, Facebook ad for uh, Mike Allred's doing the illustrated Weird Al Yankovic music videos. Um, what? Oh, which, okay. Perfect. I know. It's great. Um, that was my book of the week. For sure. Mm. Almost was for me. I'm surprised. Yeah. Really? God, yeah, I'm surprised, the... honestly, yeah. Wow. All right. I I don't know. I'm, su- really... I'm surprised at Sean. Yeah. Uh, not, not to say, not to denigrate the, the quality of the book or anything. It's just, I, I'm, I am surprised. 
Can when I, ask I read why? this? I'm just cur- I'm curious. It just doesn't strike me as your type of book. Yep. I guess yeah. not. I well, the thing is that I I love it when a writer takes these characters and asks you big questions with them. You know, and I feel yeah. like not enough creators do that. Superman is a character who lends himself. I think the DC universe lends itself better to that than Marvel does. Um, and yet, I feel like so often that's not done. So a writer with poise and you know a desire to tell a big story that's not about punching is more compelling to me. It's just rarer. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was in my mind that was right up my alley. Although I didn't expect it to be. So I guess in a way, yes, I agree with that. So um, you are also surprised. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pleasantly. Uh, but but so I my book of the week, not yours, but do you all pull or? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Kale, not so much. Kale. I pull. Yeah, I think it's a pull. There is a ten dollar price tag on it. It's nine ninety nine. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. No, don't. Pass. <laughs> it's a very yeah. Like you have to really want to read this. Yeah. I, I can't just say buy it and you know to anyone. You have I to really it, want this. I think yeah. For me, it's a good ass super. It's a good ass DC book. I don't necessarily know how good a Superman book it is. And for me, the all red art just it wasn't up to snuff. And, you know, Russell just didn't work for me. So for me, yeah, I got to say it's a pass. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Drawing the line at nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, does Patreon let us um, change the three dollar tier to two ninety nine tier? Can we do that? Can we draw the line at two ninety nine? That's funny, oh, and man. we technically could, but over time, you know, we might feel that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, a cent we off. lose that penny. Um, so Swamp Thing is on its penultimate issue for now. We don't know if it's been renewed for season three. I suspect that similar. I believe to the first season we won't know quite yet i think we had to wait a little bit to find that out yeah um so yeah swamp thing 15 rom v another rom v book double dose uh with the spicer with the mics mike and mike mike spicer mike perkins aditya bidikar um this is again the penultimate issue swamp thing is now uh, empowered by a different green. Now he is a Green Lantern or Im- imbued with the powers of. Uh, I thought that a lot of the stuff that, you know, Swamp Thing had to say about, you know, being empowered by the green of, you know, the earth and then empowered by the Green Lantern and knowing Will. Um, and those two concepts and ideas now working through him and how that changes him and how I took that to be about how being exposed to ideas can, you know, take you out of, you know, whatever, ignorance, apathy, all that good stuff. I thought that was awesome. I really liked that aspect of this book. But I don't feel it the way I used to. Yeah, I'm glad you got all that out of it because i did not uh mm. like i think the comments on will and and you know 
going beyond and above and beyond for the good of something but man the the way that this is all culminated for me it just feels too messy it, it just feels like things are all over the place it's like uh, we were we we're getting so much structure in the first season and then the start of the second season kind of fell apart and it's kind of just like a bunch of lego pieces that are getting built as the story is going on and um like the part with the with uh his brother and uh, how he tries how he tries to reconcile with him and i i didn't feel it uh the argument with not the argument i guess the battle between um him and the machine like i don't really care because i don't know what the end goal for wow. the machine okay. necessarily is and uh and there's just fucking aliens that are about to attack that only swamping is holding back and i'm not necessarily sure what their end goal really is uh last issue was kind of just like a bunch of flashy art and talk with uh what was it like a sentient seed or something and yeah. uh, but i still didn't understand like some of that connection that connective tissue there wasn't there for me and it just feels messy i would say i can't couldn't disagree more um this issue brought it all together for me what i really enjoyed this issue um yo, that medication for, must be working oh it's yo i got big brain <laughs> mode on this Whoa. issue man because <laughs> um, I see what it's about. It's about it's about uh, man versus nature, which obviously Swamp Thing. Of course, that's what it's about. But it's the idea of of man's will and sheer um, ambition in the form of the machine and the the parliament of machines versus man coming to terms with nature and you know and having to live with that um, ambition. And I was getting like real like a uh, kind of a. Uh, Every man having to deal with the idea of capitalism vibes from this too. Um, there's you know like this giant machine and like even like the 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 avatar not the uh, the parliament of the uh, the machines are like talking like computers or analyzing. Uh, it's all it's not human at all. It's yeah that was cool. M- man's pure ambition creates the least human thing possible. Um, meanwhile, it's Swamp Thing kind of coming to terms with the will of man could actually be harnessed in a different way. And it's embracing man, embracing nature, embracing the earth. Um, and then the whole idea of Trinity, I was like the, the atomic bombing, where does that come in? Um, and then it's like, Oh, I'm going to introduce the, the, uh, the, the sheer uh, personification of man's ambition to its creation and how its creation was even like against that thought of uh, being um, this purely analytical thing. It, 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 it learned to be human in a way too. So it's just like this weird thing that going on that I really enjoyed. I do not know where the aliens fit in. I still don't understand that. Um, but maybe it was just a way to bring Green Lantern in and the idea of Will being on the page because there's aliens um, and it's fucking cool looking. Um, but I do, I feel like I have a better sense of what he's going for with this now. But even the machines, like, that, that I feel like, arc of man versus nature, in my opinion, we, it, it's derivative of the Charles Soule stuff. Because I think it was done a little bit better there with the rhythm and, like, the way that that parliament was brought up and was actually, like, 
robots and sure. AI and and like a, a sentience where, yeah, this can, this feels like it's building, it's taking so much from that that it's diminishing its value. Like I, even the the mechanical talking, uh, like the logic of it, like your your cogs, you're just machines parts. Like they're they're for me, it doesn't feel like there should be a logic to it or a language to it. It because it, those aren't those are means not necessarily the things that provide you with insight or the things that actually uh, they're tools and it feels like tools have come alive and are thinking like oh we're gonna um what is like who is not invested in your existence and what is the value of some advice of like, what is the value of your advice and it, they it feels like these tools would not talk like that it's much more direct and it should be blunt and uh, I I didn't vibe with the machine conversation angle of it. I like the way they're talking because it feels like a computer. It feels like logic-based computers. Um, it's not binary, analog? but it's like it's not even analog. It's it's logic-based. It's it's uh, what plus what gives you this outcome. You know, it is. It's like writing code, um, and that's why Swamp Thing essentially tries to reason with them with logic um, to convince them otherwise. And it looks like that's where the final issue is going to be. It's like bringing in Trinity and kind of making that argument, which now that I say it sounds like a courtroom proceeding, but hopefully we don't get that. <laughs> I think the, there'll be a different way of uh, expressing that. And I'd be on with that. I'd be, I'd, I would like that analog if it wasn't, or that analogy rather, if it, if it didn't feel like these machine parts would be more akin to me rather than a computer like an abacus right you're doing things manually it's a tool still but you're doing these things manually versus a, a machine or computer and ai is going to have that logic built in to then produce code because you can't code with this thing right you can you can only build upon with the structures that it has and the structure that it has is all mechanical it it, it doesn't i don't know thematically it doesn't jive with me I, I agree with everything you're saying, Tyler. I just feel like it's not as like what what we've discussed mm -hmm. to me is more interested more interesting than the way it's presented. And I think Fair. that's the problem that I've had with the book for some mm -hmm. time now. Especially now that everything is is pretty much clear and we understand what we've been looking at because i haven't even been fully sure what we've been looking at now that now that i understand what we're looking at i'm not so sure that looking at it i mean the art's beautiful so i'm not even saying it like that i'm just not so sure that i'm as interested looking at it as i am in thinking about it like i'd almost rather hear rom say these things than what is being shown here sure and, and i will say i think issue 14 really dampered the pacing of it for 14 was like a obtuse issue for me um Damn i don't know like how he one. i don't know how he uh how he <laughs> finishes it in one more issue but we'll see and that's my other concern is and i feel like i brought it up like I, how is this all gonna culminate there's still things in the air like there's still fucking aliens hovering around earth about to blow shit up right like you can't do away with that in a few panels right like oh yeah bye we're friends now i think they're irrelevant i think i think that's meant to be to, to sort of artificially create stakes, which yeah. I wish wasn't the case. But I think I think the idea is like, hey, you know, the ambition of man is to what? Go to space. 
Um, and that happened. And what's in space? Danger of aliens. They're coming. And, you know, it's a problem because we've been such bad people. Um, I like that Swamp Thing is kind of the in-between of all of these different ideas um, and that he's kind of the one who's going to bring it all together. I, I'm into that. I guess, I don't know. It, it's it's good. It's really good. Um, I'm assuming that this is Tyler's pick of the week. Uh, no. All right. Um, and I, I, am, I am very curious to see how this is going to resolve. But again, I cannot say that my height level is where it was. And when I saw the last page and it was Trinity coming to speak to the you know parliament, I was like, all right, well, great. The least interesting character is going to talk <laughs> to the to the parliament that I have spent basically no time with. It's hard to get up for that. And that's my issue. The the guy that what is his name? I'm forgetting his name, but the the person from or the spirit that takes over the old man that they rebuilt, like even him coming in, like I don't understand how he's plugged into all this. It it just it feels like they're cramming everything in. Like he's trying to make all these points and they're not meshing well together. And and his his character in particular just popping in at the last minute. You know, you're too late to stop this. Like I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like he's what been that he way stopping? the whole time. Yeah, he was here. Was he yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. He's just been the, chilling there? He's, no. he's been in the, in the mix. Remember um, cool. that Pete, that issue where the guy was like grafted with all the different parts of the no, old no, no, Avatar? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's, like, he, as soon as he, he became alive, he was like, oh, that's the guy from issue two. Right. But, yeah. but he just like shows up, like he just walks, like waltzes in to this conflict with, or I guess conversation between Swamp Thing and the, the parliament. Am I crazy? I thought he was I, around. I thought before. it was there the whole time. Yeah, because he was there with the Parliament of the Gears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. Well, that's my bad then. Um, and that, and I, I, I even like that. Like, I like the idea that this is like a, you know, a a, a, a culture vulture, for lack of a better term. Like this dude, this this entity just shows up and assumes whatever role it feels like it wants to. But it's just greedy. You know, it just wants to be in the mix. It doesn't have anything interesting to say. It's not it has no no interesting motive to it. It's petty. It's bullshit. Kale. Um, <laughs> I want to see if Kale has thoughts on this one. <laughs> My only thought really is Swamp Thing was Green Lantern and we don't really get anything with that. Like that's cool and Nothing happens. He only makes one construct, and it was just his own hand. Yeah. Like, I was kind I mean, of hoping like, for, yeah. Why are we doing this then? <laughs> like, Not much imagination for the Swamp Thing. Yeah, it just, yeah, it's just like, is he going to fight the aliens with the Green Lantern? That'd be cool. I don't think, no, I, I think I think he's going to stop the, the conflict. It, it, felt, it felt like... They gave him the Green Lantern thing to make Green Lantern fans show up. <laughs> the old now, Green Lantern rub, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I, don't, I don't have thoughts about this book anymore. I really don't. <laughs> I, to be honest, I'm, I 
I'm struggling to understand why we're talking about it. <laughs> like I, we say we say the same thing every week, and I just like I don't have thoughts about this anymore. I'll be surprised if it ends in a way I like. All right. Well, there's only one issue to go that we have to talk about, so we'll we'll be done with it. Uh, I'm saying pull still. Uh, I thought this was quite good, even if it's I'm not as pulled towards it as I used to be. Yeah, I'm saying pull because otherwise, how will DC know that they should put out more Swamp Thing books? <laughs> if we're going to metagame and I would say pull because I do want more Swamp Thing books. And, but uh, yeah. I think in terms of the actual story, um, you probably dropped off a couple issues ago if you didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and I can't imagine somebody new jumping in a 15, issue 15 of 16. So like... I liked it. I would have pulled. I, I will pull the next one. I think that's a better um, uh, selling point for it for me. Um, but new reader, uh, maybe trade weight. I mean, at this point, please. What the sure? Hell? I mean, I, imagine that, if that, they do that, season one and two in a big hardcover yeah. too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we're in the you know fi- issue fifteen of a book, the the we're not discussing whether or not a newbie should pick it up. You know. Sure. <laughs> Uh, Megalodon said, is it that bad? I don't think so. I think Kale's grumpy. I don't think it's bad. I, and that's the thing. I, I don't think it's bad. I just, like, I, I I think we say the same thing over and over. We're lost. We're, you know, <laughs> the, the quality is diminished for us. I do think the quality is still there. It's just not as strong as it was. You know, the the message that he's giving has been lost. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure what we're getting out of it. The art is still incredible. You know, so if you're if you're here for um, uh, the Mike's, who is it? Perkins. Uh, then, you know, yeah, absolutely. I could see that. But, you know, I, 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 I don't think it's bad. I think it's just not for it's certainly not for me anymore. A uh, quick shout out to Mike Perkins, because uh, fucking Christ, he's, he is drawing yeah, yeah, this the is, shit out of this every issue. It's I would say this the whole run has been career defining for him. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. you plucked that right out of my brain. Like I did Ant-Man. a lot with you, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about Ant Man number one. I have a confession to make. Hmm. Fell asleep. No. Um, I read this entire issue, and the only time that I found out the creative team was right now. I had no clue who the creative oh. team was. Oh, so you don't actually do your research before you read the books? That's why I do all my own Dude, research. I don't even look at the cover, apparently, because Al Ewing's <laughs> name's on the cover. Tom Riley's name's on the cover. Jordy Belair's name's on the cover. Corey Pettit's is not, but that's okay. Well, I mean, it's not okay, but, you know, um, that's comics. I didn't know who who did this. So I enjoyed this without knowing the creative team whatsoever. Um, When I say I enjoyed it, what I really mean to say is that I thought it was kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah, it was Uh, all right. Welcome to my book of the week here. Yeah, save. Let's go, Tyler. Um, I thought this was stupid as shit, and I loved it. Um, Well. Ant Man. No, I mean that. Stupid I mean that in a good in way. In a fun way. No, for yeah, sure. yeah. Because Ant Man is not a serious character. Um, 
especially if you go back to the origins of Ant-Man, he didn't have a rogues gallery. He had nobody. He was fighting crooks. Um, and this plays on that. This this is like a a, a callback to um, early uh, journey into Mist, uh, Tales to Astonish, I believe. Yeah. Yes, Tales to Astonish. Um, where Ant-Man was fighting window washers and guys with, with, with age rays and a guy with a magical uh, saxophone, uh, well, no, uh, trumpet. Um, stupid villains. I remember when the Ant-Man movie first came out, I was like, who the hell are they going to make the villain in that? He doesn't have a rogues gallery. Um, and it, it plays and, and with they, that. They had to make one. Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, but this plays with that. And, it, and, it, and I like how there's this bookend of this new Ant-Man um, it looks like, and it smells like, um, he's going to be recruiting all the Ant-Men for some future thing. Mm. Um, I like how this issue also showed the other two Ant-Man, Ant-Men in there. Uh, it's a young Arago Grady is in the background here. Uh, Scott Lang is in here for a quick bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set in this weird, timeless, early Marvel era mm. where, you know... Janet Van Dyne and, 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 and Hank Pym are just ha- going to the theater. Um, uh, Janet makes a Francois Truffaut reference. I was like, yep, that's my thing. Into that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and the Tom Riley art is just, oh, I so love this kind of art. Like if you can say, like I can name like Darwin Cook, uh, um, um, Chris Somney, uh, Tom Riley, like that kind of flat cartoony classic comic stuff is my fucking jam um and the way riley kind of does his art style in two different ways in this issue he does it in a real classic way and it has this weird kind of like aged paper look to it too thanks jordy blair on that one um juxtaposed with the future version where there's no lines it's just color um ah, it's just great i loved everything about this the exact opposite in terms of process, like from yep. a, like a, an art perspective, I thought that was genius. Like mm-hmm. the moment that he tra- he teleports into the there's a like the one panel that is in the same style, like that color style, and he transports. Uh, and there's two panels where you just have like this like grain to it, it's like mm-hmm. texture and noise. I'm like, oh, pff, I'm fucking sold. That's it. And then the the title page, you got me with that. I I thoroughly enjoy. Um, I, I, I like going back to older, the start of series. Yeah, yeah, that that opening title page, man, that was so good. And even at the bottom where it has like in text, it is said that you can judge a man by his enemies that he makes. And it just, it, it spins off into like this narration. Yeah. I loved it. It was, it was excellent. And there, there, there's a recap uh, paragraph for no recap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like it, it, the, he plays into all these like classic tropes of, uh, early comics and I think um, one of the things that we had mentioned in our um, book club for Chainsaw Man actually it, it reminded me where there are moments in that where people are just having dinner or they're just drinking at a bar and this is uh, Hank Pym and Jan just watching a movie and, and there's that there's just simplicity to it and there's a really just it's a good way to get into the life of a hero and not have it be surrounded with okay my villains and my superhero work and, and all that stuff like it, it it has elements of that but the fact that we're in a different environment and not just out on the streets patrolling that felt so refreshing to me and uh it was in this classic artistically this classic style 
And I'm like, oh, this is absolutely appropriate. And it hit all the bells and whistles for me. Yeah, I found this to be fun. I'm not, you know, overly, I mean, I, I'm not into comics that have like tons of unnecessary dialogue. And this is very much that. Um, it's an old style. That's how, you know, comics used to be written for sure. Um, you know, but this is charming for sure. Um, even just the moments of, you know, Hank and Janet at the um, at the movie. And it's a movie. It's a it's a Submariner versus Fantastic Four movie. That's so funny. Like, what? Why would that be the movie? Um, Directed by the Submariner. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's really funny. Um, and I don't know. There were some good moments. Like I, I've never really read Ant Man comics like that. Certainly not Hank Pym Ant Man comics. So um, seeing a little a romp of his was was enjoyable. Um, but I don't know if I really care what's going to happen after this. No, no. What 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 about it? Didn't like? What didn't you gravitate about it? Well, I frankly just don't care that much about Ant Man. You know, like any version. Um, I care most about Hank Pym, but only within the context of modern comics. So. It, this is a tough sell for me. I, 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 I frankly wouldn't buy this if it wasn't for this show. Um, I'm not mad I did. I, you know, I had a good time, but it's just not my jam. Fair enough. Yeah. To quote Janet Van Dyne, "Fooey to you, sir." <laughs> I'll take it. I guess. I love shit like that. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. the best part. I popped off so hard for the stupidest thing. Where was it? It was. Uh, I'm gonna find it. I want to see the same thing I'm thinking of. Uh, he's punching. All right, he's punching the old guy. Uh, he's like, "Curse, you're free. Uh, curse you, you're free." He's like, "Is an 80 year old Ant Man a physical match for an 80 year old Time Master in a word pilgrim?" And how? Oh <laughs> yes, so fucking good. My favorite joke was that the ants can't spell. They spell yeah. Collapse. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was great. Funny. That yeah. was funny. <laughs> English then, is their second language. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And and that's a really cool, uh, just like goof for comics, right? Like that is a thing yeah. that you can you can show the the this that movement in time for just a beat. Really well done. Also, can I point out that there is a an ad in this book that gave me a mean case of deja vu, and it is this uh, Avengers one million BC or whatever. Uh, the yeah, secret of Thor's origin revealed with a phoenix symbol on it. I swear that they've dealt with this already yeah, five times. Yeah, why is that like, in there? I don't know. Because he, he buys physical, Tyler. No, no, I don't, I don't think it's fully done yet. I think they still haven't told a... It's still like, we know the Phoenix is his mom, sort of, but we don't know the full story of it yet. So maybe this is the... We get to see the... Ooh, maybe we get to see the inception of Thor. Hey. Yeah, we talked, we talked about this. This is a news article. Yeah, when it was announced, but I don't think we've actually yeah. finally read it yet. Oh. And I won't be. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to pass on this. I'm going to say pass. I enjoyed it. It was fun, but I don't, I have no interest in what's coming next. And I don't think this will be for most people. Book of the week, bullet. Uh, I like future Ant-Man. I thought he was cool. Looked pretty cool. I bet you uh, like his costume, don't you? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm interested to see what the Ant Men are up to. Uh, pull it. It was fun. Uh, I'm going to say pull it too as my book of the week, but also because next issue is Eric O'Grady and it's set during Secret Invasion. So I'm curious to see how uh, Al Ewing uh, thematically makes a uh, a flashback to that era of comic book writing the way he did in this. Uh, uh, that's right. yeah, I know, yeah, Sean. Yeah, come on. And Eric O'Grady's the kind of Ant Man that would shrink down and watch women shower. He's a fucking scumbag. So. What the fuck? Wait, why did you throw that out there as a sell? That's not a sell. No, I'm just saying he's a he's a piece of shit person. Um, uh, Irredeemable Ant Man was a Robert Kirkman. He's a Robert Kirkman creation. Um, for uh, Phil Marvel Hester? Comics, Is that right? Uh, Phil Hester, yeah, yeah. I have Ooh. I have the first I have the issues of it in physical. Yeah. Um, it's he, he's a fun character. He's not a good person. He never really becomes a good person either. In fact, he becomes a villain. Um, he becomes sort of good in Remender's uh, Secret uh, Avengers, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited for issue two. So, pull it. It's cool. All right. Well, were you excited to read uh, 900 pages of Amazing Spider-Man number 900, aka number six? I, I wasn't excited, but. Once I opened it and I saw it was Ed, Ed McGinnis, I'm like, mm, I could deal with it. You know, uh, I love Ed McGinnis. So you like you know what? Uh, controversial statement. Book of the week. Oh, what? I honestly, I thought it was a pretty good one and done Spider-Man story drawn by Ed McGinnis. Fun. Whoa! Yeah, Showcased all his major Sinister Six villains. I thought it was a, I thought it was serviceable to good. Sean, I don't I don't know what these people had, are smoking. I had a good time, man. I don't Listen, know. I I understand why Tyler's altered, but Kale, I I, <laughs> I don't. I mean, look. First of all, I want to say this. Uh, this is this is a book by Zeb Wells, um, with art by Ed McGinnis, and that's the creative team on the you know primary story which is again quite long it's difficult for me to pick up a book by ed mcginnis and come away unhappy i think ed mcginnis is damn good and i know that he's gotten a lot of flack in the past but i i don't know i i'm into it so um, from the art standpoint i thought this was very good but boy if this story didn't need to end like many pages earlier than it did and boy if i couldn't tell that zeb wells was dragging it this is this comic book was the definition of dragging it mm-hmm. this robot <laughs> asked the same question who <laughs> yeah. is spider-man about 27 times i i gotta say like even though i like this it did drag on i'm on adhd medication and i still skipped the backups because i just couldn't pay attention anymore and this book was too oh long yeah for me. i didn't like i didn't read the backups <laughs> It was like I read right, the backups. Mark Martin was good. I was like, I don't. I go to the library. I don't need to be convinced. I'm fine. <laughs> the last one was cute. Yeah. I, I like the last one. Last one was good. Dan Slot, um, Dan Slot, and Marcos Martin. By the way, mm-hmm. Marcos Martin. I, I did look at it. it Tremendous nice talent. <laughs> um, but like, you know, come on, uh, 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 a Sinister Six amalgamation robot mech thing sorry dude i can't it's, do it it's it's an I avengers villain cool. 
Yeah, the Adaptoid's an Avengers villain. They typically yes. take a whole bunch of Avengers powers and fought the Avengers. So I was like, oh, this is a good spin on the Adaptoid. Oh, what's the fucking, what's the DC? Amazo, yeah. I like I like those characters. I like the Adaptoid. I like I like Amazo, but I just uh, I don't know. I I like I like that when just when I think it's gonna go one way, especially in those Adaptoid moments, and Peter interacting with the Sinister Six, when I think it's gonna go one way, the next panel is like, no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I found I found that it really worked for me, um, and I you know the the thing about the um, the was I guess I don't know the robot guy the living brain uh, yeah the, okay the living brain I I liked his search for the unanswerable question or whatever, and I thought his insistence of who is Spider Man and nobody could answer it until the guy was shown. I thought that was really strong, actually. Me too. Um, yeah. The origin of the living brain could have been edited down a hair. <laughs> a hair, like three pages. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, and even like the the bickering of the Sinister Six could have been toned down a hair. The the bit where they keep making Myster- make f- making fun of Mysterio for just like producing smoke as his power. I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, Cause even he was like, Oh, come on guys. Like <laughs> as a uh, tool to have, to have them defeated that way. And like to defeat that, the, the, the Android thing was that, that was, that was cool. That, that was a good, you know, comedic way to, to have it all shake out. But um, man, everything in this, yeah, to Sean's point dragged, but I didn't care about any of this shit. Um, and <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about with Ed McGinnis. Uh, yo, he he has some chibi ass art, and I was it's not good. about it. I don't. It, this this felt like, and and I, I'll be honest, I have a bias. Chibi ass art. Tell me not. Uh, and, and, <laughs> no, it's my man. That is not chibi. But it, it just like there's like the roundness to these faces a lot of the time. Uh, the big. Yeah, ass everyone's eyes. got like a Chad chin. <laughs> like a jawline with yeah. these huge yeah. these, these huge eyes that i don't so uh, craven looked psychotic in every I the way he looked I I, i'm not complaining i thought it was sick but he just looked crazy Sh- sean and kale um mcginnis's flack comes from that hulk run right yes with uh yeah. you're talking about with jeff Loeb, right the red hulk jeff Loeb's hulk run yeah yeah, yeah. which i maintain good run <laughs> whoa <laughs> I think it's a fun run. It's stupid. That, that Red was Hulk one with a golden f- gun. That was fun. one of the first comics that I remember reading where I was angry. Like, <laughs> what what is happening? Like, I can't handle this. I, uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't actually read that. I, I no, love uh, McGinnis from, yeah. from the old Superman, Batman stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, His Nova run with Jeff Loeb. Great. Yeah. Yeah. He... he uh, McGinnis feels like um, almost um, ugh, what, are, what do you call the guys that not cartooning but like the guys Car- that do caricature caricatures yes very much especially so especially in that um, the page where Jonah shows up being dragged by the uh, the arms mm-hmm. I saw I had to like take a second look at that I was like holy shit yeah but that also like 
weirdly pulled me in. It took me straight out. Oh, I loved it. I don't know, like, and then the next page, Peter's uh, expression, uh, or I guess a couple of pages in. Oh, he's just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, uh, there's some Mad Magazine shit. I don't know what's going on here. Mm, I couldn't do it. It just worked for me, man. Yo, can I ask you something? Uh, If if Ed McGinnis was on the book proper uh, full time and not Ramita, do you think you would enjoy it more? Like, if you think about what you read and you think about McGinnis being the artist on it instead, do you think you would enjoy it? He's thinking about it. I could see that. Yeah. Hmm. I um, I really like the first Romita issue. The second one didn't work as much for me. But I think if I didn't have the gap between the first and the second issue of of, of what we you know read on the show of, of Amazing Spider-Man, you know, if I got all that in the trade, I wouldn't notice. Hmm. Hmm. I think for me, uh, Ramita's always that guy that they uh, give headlines for, like, oh, Ramita's back on art. I'm like, you did say that last year. He was on a different book <laughs> that you just praised. Like, when Ed McGinnis shows up in a book, like, I don't see that guy often. So, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, he did um, Heroes Are Born with Jason Aaron. I like that story because of Ed McGinnis, honestly. Him drawing Hyperion fucking fucked. It was great. Matt. Uh, is compelling me to reread the Jeff Loeb, Ed McGuinness Hulk, and I must tell you with all respect to the creators involved that I can think of several um, things I would harm myself with hmm. before I would <laughs> want to do that. But maybe you're right. I, I, I get, you're, you're, you're completely correct when you say I read it as a team. So maybe, it, maybe it's better now, or maybe I would see it differently. That's entirely possible. But I have a very difficult time believing that that's the case so maybe one day but that day is not today all due respect to uh, uh quoting matt here um you know what fucks bobby and uh felicia what's up with them shit oh yeah what's going on there who are these characters well felicia i know but i don't know who bobby is but i'm mocking uh mocking bobby's yeah. Bobby um, Morse, Hawk Sean, could, could you could you turn to the page where it's a double page spread where uh uh <laughs> Spider-Man just finishes, like lifting the the truck that got flipped. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Just finished lifting the truck that got flipped. This mm-hmm. one. All right, look at my man's leg. Okay, that's some fucked up leg shit right there. All right. Yo, that, everyone's you talking about. I don't know the way people. I, I, you, you I can't even see it. What, are you wait. kidding me? Look at it. It's like, oh, 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 dude. Okay. It, he just has issues with form that I could not get by. There, there, there are parts later where like arms look all crinkly and stuff, and uh, do it. I don't think so. I think where, you're making that up. Where the where's follow the straight line from his like his knee and thigh, right? Where where's his hip? Where should his hip be? His hip should not be there. That should not be angled that way. His hip's gonna be like close to his mm-hmm. shoulder. I got action figures. You can make all that right. pose work. Uh, <laughs> they got the good uh, uh, hip hip joints. You could do it. <laughs> Matt goes. That's me on the shitter. <laughs> yeah, once you once you practice with a squatty potty, you Believe can make that. those poses. A squatty potty. Okay, that's where this conversation ends. Do you have I'm, one, of those, Sean? What? I recommend getting one of those. No, they're pretty good. All right. You know, it, um, it, we're the only animals that poop sitting down. Yeah. So everybody else just casually squats. walks around. Oh, squats. Okay. I saw a video of a woman in a store 
walking around and she just sh dropped the shit like she she didn't break stride she just oh, walked my God. and just dropped it and kept it pushing <laughs> and then you? someone slipped on it <laughs> which is <laughs> the was worst it near part. an escalator um i, I think i've seen the been. same video i think i've seen might have been. like okay. some some older white guy slips on her right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. love that video it's great I'm going to pass because as much as I love Spidey and would love to celebrate, I would love to recommend that you celebrate 900 with him. I think you can do better. I think you could change your profile picture on Twitter um, <laughs> to a classic Spidey moment and you would save about $10, which is the cover price of this comic book. I don't think that um, I don't think it's worth yeah. $10. I think that's a high asking price and the backups are fun and cute but certainly not necessary one where peter meets or spider-man meets jimmy kimmel uh, and has a little adventure with him one where he has to return his library books and it's about a million dollars and then another one where uh he gets made fun of as a kid for not having a date but he's a hero so who cares that's that 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 was the basics of it i can't say that it's worth ten dollars i just can't do it so i would say pass I ask. Yeah, I say I have to say pass because it's ten dollars. Yeah. That's asinine. Uh, but if you're looking for a story about like, you know, a, a single story that tell that you know shows you who Spider Man is, and it's a good scoop of Spider Man, I think this is good. It's not ten dollars good, but it. It is good. Uh, get back to me in three months when this is on Marvel Comics Limited. Uh, then I recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Reasonable. Also, I would like to quickly say, I know that's not the point of this, but I would like to say that the Amazing Spider-Man book has been fire. I really like it. I'm getting caught up this weekend, Sean. So Yeah, maybe I'll get in trade. With uh, Romita? Yes. No thanks. Zeb Wells, yeah. Fair. Zeb Wells. I think Zeb Wells is a good is a good writer. I'm I'm happy to see him around again. This notwithstanding, I completely agree. I think he's very talented, and I think he's bringing interesting things out of Tombstone and others that no one has ever cared about. So, what was he on before this? Moon Knight. Uh, no, Zeb Wells. He um, who's on Moon Knight? Who's the other? Jed guy? McKay. McKay. Jed McKay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Zeb Wells was on much really before that. He was on like nonstop Spider-Man or something like that. Um, as far as a high profile yeah. book, I would say it's kind of been a while. Yeah. Okay. But in fact, I think he, it was a while there where he wasn't even doing comics. I think. Did he do um, the, um, the weird, was it Hellions? Yeah. Yeah. He Hellions. Did. I'm looking oh at yes. Which yes. was fantastic. Yeah. And CW Gordon I, says Spider-Man Beyond. I know he did Spider-Man Beyond. What's before Spider-Man C.W. Gordon? It was, it was, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, it was uh, Hellions, correct. Yeah. Which uh, was which fun. Loved. Yep. Um, he, he did a uh, Young Avengers uh, Runaways uh, Civil War tie-in that I thought was very good. Wait, OG Civil War? Yeah, yeah, Young mm -hmm. Avengers Runaways Civil War. It was a four-issue. Stefano uh, Caselli. Uh, I yep. don't know about that been a while that was a long time ago though so yeah. he's probably approved since then <laughs> wow so that's that's it for our reviews but the show's certainly not done because 
We have Pals Pool, or not, sorry. No, we have Comics Tag. Comics Tag, thank you. Yeah, I read the entirety of uh, Tilly Walden's The End of Summer. Oh, thank God. That's Um, right. I was so worried it was me, and I completely forgot. No, I forgot until uh, 4 p.m. today, and then I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) Um, But thankfully, it's on Comixology Unlimited. I was able to read it there. Uh, There's a big cat in it that that this kid rides. Um, it's It's a weird book. Um, it's about this like family and they're like all, I guess they're royalty and they're in this giant mansion and it's kind of weird, um, because they're all stuck in there and they're, they lock the doors because the cold is coming. It's the end of summer and they have to be in, indoors for three years. Uh, and the whole story just revolves around the family slowly going nuts. Um, it, I would say the actual story is a little weird and a little obtuse and a little hard to kind of follow um but there is a real air of um i don't want to say vibe because i hate that word i'm on the dating apps now i'm tired of the word fucking vibe it's annoying um if i see, if I see vibe or like i geek out in harry potter that's a left um but um <laughs> it, the, the the vibe of this book it, it's good it's like um it almost is a little weird, like the the Romvi uh, detective comics. It's like this weird gothic. Uh, it feels like the 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 castle from Beauty and the Beast, um, but it's fucking gorgeous. Uh, Tilly Walden really fucking knocks it out of the park. There's these weird interactions between our family members, and then there's like a weird dynamic with the the workers in the house too. Um, it moves very fast, um, but like. I recommend it, man. Tilly Walden just... I'm a fan now. Um, what's the other book, Marco, that you, you were going to mention by Tilly um, Walden? Uh, um, she has... Fuck. Clementine just came out? Yeah, yeah, which... Ooh, that's good stuff. I'm actually going to pack that one with me. While Marco finds that, Tyler, can I just point out the insane hypocrisy of you going on a minute-long rant about the word vibes and then you just used it like right away. <laughs> I know. I, I blew I my brain out. Contradicted myself. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a, a, a multifaceted person, Sean. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, if, if uh, I would say Spinning is a very good book. I think that one won an Eisner. Um, I love this part. Mm. It's all right. And then um, I liked Are You Listening? That's pretty mm. good. Okay. It's kind of the same feeling I got reading this that I did when I read... Um, uh, into the woods. Um, it's a it's a great one. Hold on. Who's that by? Uh, oh, through the woods by uh, Emily Carroll. Uh, oh, fantastic yeah. book. You know what? Um, that's Much not my tag. Into but, the woods. Oh yeah, into the woods is that Broadway play, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, who you I recommend that. Um, well, Sean, I'm actually tagging you. Do you have the stream open, Sean? Uh, yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. So uh, I want you to read. Um, Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis's uh, Hulk. Um, <laughs> Are you f- fucking kidding me? I want you to try and uh, give that a go again. Are you? Ser- is that the tag? That's the tag. It's on. The, it's on the screen. It is now. It's there. That's crazy, Tyler. Did you know that this was this was your pick already? Or no, he no, did. I, I work on the fly, man. He had nothing. He had. He came here. Oh no, my my original was something you would have liked. Honestly, I was gonna give you Fear Agent, but uh, instead you got Hulk. Wow! Just try it, Sean. I, wow. I could have, dude. I could have had a reason 
to break out the sweet omnibus that I have. I know, I know. Maybe next time. And I would have been so happy. But you besmirched. You give me this shit. You You give me this shit. Thunderbolt Ross's image. I love Thunderbolt Ross. I like Red Hulk. It's good. I just don't like this. This is Jeff Loeb at that weird point that we all know about. We don't have to say it. Wait, well, I don't know know. about it. Hold on a second. I don't know about it. Whoa, what's going on? I don't read comics. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, what happened, Sean? I totally forgot. Yeah, I don't even know. Something about his kid. You better hit hit up Wikipedia, bro. (laughs) Give it it two seconds. Yes, his kid. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, all right. How could, but see, now the way it's set up, I can't say what happened because it sounds horrible. I sound like a complete piece of garbage. So, but I'll say this with no joking or sarcasm at all. Oh, his Marco. kid died. Yeah, Marco. His, 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 his child died. died. Yeah, passed oh. away, yeah. And the Jeff Loeb before that and the Jeff Loeb after that are decidedly different creators, in my opinion, where the same guy who did... Uh, 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 long Halloween, know, the, the Long Halloween. <laughs> yeah. the same guy who did the color series and all that did not. It didn't feel like the same guy who did this and certain other books that came out after the fact. So, yeah, I I'd argue it is the same guy, but just actively going against it. It's actively trying to do something that's not that. It's him trying to do something that is popcorn. It's not heavy. It's goofy. It's dumb. Um, and it plays at McGinnis' strengths. And it had friggin' Frank Cho covers. And Arthur Adams, too. Like, oh. I maintain that it is dumb fun. So. Polar Knights, is that a, uh, is that a, are you, are you saying that you like Kale's beard? Is that what? I, I got the impression it was all of us. Oh. Oh. All right. Because well, it's like, not, you know, not all between the, There's probably three between, of us. It's well, not if you look between the four of us, it's like the evolution of a beard. Oh, oh, that's what they're saying. Okay, yes, okay. Thank you, Polar Knights. That's a that's a funny uh, that's a funny comment. So I'm um, in the Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite stage. Yeah. Or the Pedro. <laughs> no, worse, you're Pedro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna shave my whole head later. Uh, Shenron, I love I Hulk as a character. It's this run that I'm not terribly excited for but i have been tagged and so i must read it now tyler how much of this am i reading um until you like it no um <laughs> uh just just have your have your have your have whatever you want i'm not going to be a stickler for that I'll, I'll i'll go easy on that for you um i do recommend matt mentions the uh art adams wendigo issue that is fun um the hulk with a gun is fun uh just start start it and see how you feel Hulk with a gun. Hulk with these a are, gun? These are the kinds of things I try Golden to gun. avoid. But uh, Polar Nights, is that your first? It didn't say first it, comment. It's not. So it's not. I, I, yeah, it's not. Oh, well, thank you for being here anyway. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. Well, I will be reading that next week. Uh, here is a preview of books we might be reading next week. Uh, Pals Pulls is up next. And this is the segment where we tell you guys the books that we're most excited about coming up next week. And uh, some of these we will be reviewing here on the show. Yeah, so uh, uh, it was uh, Kale and I are uh, pulling new champion of Shazam number one. Um, oof, uh, the 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 writer is escaping me right now. Um, but it is cover. a it is a Doc Shaner, uh, Mary Marvel book. Like yes, ooh, is that alone? Who's it's um, written by Josie Campbell, who I'm unfamiliar okay. with. I'm looking up their work right now. Um, yeah. 
not much. Uh, Future State Green Lantern, Wonder Woman Black and Gold. Um, something tells me this might be a prose to comics writer. Uh, uh, if I have up. the right person, she is a television oh, writer and yeah. producer. Yeah, uh, comedy writer. On, yeah. Yeah. Worked on uh, She-Ra the, for Netflix. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So, Justice nice. League action. Yeah. Yep. Four issues. Oh, yeah. This will be fun. Yeah, so this is uh, Mary Marvel finally getting her shot at the uh, the big lightning bolt um, as the champion of Shazam. Um, Billy Batson has uh, disappeared for whatever reason. and He's got performance the- anxiety again. I think that's what it is. Sounds yeah. right. I mean, that happens when you're 12. Yeah. Um, uh, and now the wizard has passed his power on to, to Mary. Um, so I... You know, I think it's it's uh, rad that it's finally her time. Uh, and Doc Shane Art, man, come on. Yep, for that alone. Sean, I just DM'd you some uh, some news for Saturday on Twitter. Um, okay. But uh, I also am pulling Sword of Azrael, number one. Uh, this is by Dan Waters. And, uh, ooh, man, I, I, you think I would have been prepared for this. Uh, Dan Waters and on art. We have somebody whose name I can't pronounce. Nicholas Sismezja. Uh, that w- I cop- probably could have at least done a better job at that than that. Um, but let me let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, so it's Nicholas Sismezja. Uh, what did I just say? Yeah, you, <laughs> not not that. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Dan Waters wrote Asriel in the. Um, the the Arkham uh, Arkham book he did with Danny recently. Azrael was kind of one of the main characters in that, and I believe this is a, a continuation of the Azrael stuff that was in uh, Gotham. Uh, there's like a, a Gotham, not an anthology book, but there's this book that come up, Gotham Knights or something like that. Um, I don't know. I kind of like Azrael's character. I like Dan uh, Dan Waters as a writer. Um, sure, I'll give this a go. I really like the logo design on this for the. Uh, this book, it's sort of Azrael and it's shaped like a sword. I watched, I looked at the, um, the artist who did it, um, put their, uh, their, uh, process on Twitter. That was very interesting. Um, so yeah. Did you ever uh, read the, uh, Azrael comic by, um, shoot, who did it? It was so good. Um, damn it. I'm going to say no, cause I honestly haven't read an Azrael specific comic. Asriel right, is. Well, I've read Asriel in other things. You know, I've read him in Justice League Odyssey. Read him in uh, Batman comics, um, in uh, uh, White White Knight. You know, but yeah, mm-hmm. not specifically yeah. Asriel. Well, he pops up in, in White Knight. Uh, volume two, volume two. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta read. Very that interesting. Stuff. I gotta, I gotta finish. Uh, Kale, you're also pulling Golden Rage, number one, a new image, oh. number one. Yeah, new image number one. So this book is about old ladies who beat each other to death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, it's by, uh, let's see, Lauren Knight and Chrissy Williams, written by Chrissy Williams, and uh, the art's done by Lauren Knight, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the synopsis is, in a world where older women who've been deemed useless to society are abandoned on an island, Golden Rage documents their golden years of making friends, baking dessert, and fighting to the death. <laughs> is there yeah. like, is there some kind of a, an agenda in Hollywood to tell stories with 
old ladies specifically? Uh, I think so, honestly, because they're, they're, there's been a lot of flack for uh, there not being enough roles for older people, specifically older women. True. Yep. So now we got Golden Rage. We got uh, the old ladies in uh, Shazam. And we got uh, the uh, oh, yeah, yeah. old ladies and the, 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 the old ladies called Lucy Lou and old lady. Wow. Damn. Wow. That's the I, I'm not even talking about her. I'm talking about the portrayal of the character that you know, Fine, whatever okay. character. Fine. Uh, Matt, we have a highlighted message from Golden Rage. Oh, God. I gotta <laughs> or say Dick it. Fight or Island. Dick Fight Island. <laughs> I mean, listen, if I have the choice, it's going to be Dick Fight Island. But, you know. Sean, do you know about Dick Fight Island? Never heard of it. It's manga. Liar. It's exactly what you think. Marco, do you think that I made space in my brain for that? (laughs) (laughs) He puts whatever you you say right in the recycle bin. You share so much weird shit. Uh, Come on, man. It doesn't all fit. No. He's got X-Men lore to fit fit in there. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I got got X-Men on the brain. uh, Sean, it was you that pulled Public Domain 2, was it? Yeah. Public domain too. Did I? No, oh, wait, that no, that's no, that, that's that's uh, that's a uh, that's an extra tab from last week. Never mind. Uh, you pulled <laughs> Batman. Is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was not present for the review mm. of one twenty five, and I read it, and that issue was amazing. What a hot start! I thought to Chips Run. Um, I cannot wait to see where it's going. The tease at the end was. Uh, I don't know what to make of it. We got a robot. Um, but it gave right. me, it, it reminded me of whenever Batman lost his mind and he became the Batman of Zurinar. It was like a, a fa- it was, that in and of itself was sort of like a fail safe. So um, this kind of reminded me of that. And then the, the Jimenez art was just berserk. Like, what a great comic book. So yeah, I'm all in on this. And then he also had uh, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, number three. Yes, yes. Mm. Uh, not branded the way it needs to be yet. It's still Dark Crisis. Um, not sure why they don't just, I don't know, put the name on, the proper name on the title now. It's just going to change out of nowhere. It's odd. I, I'm so happy but, I don't collect physically anymore because I imagine seeing those all lined up and then like the titles are different. That would annoy the shit out of me. It's going to happen to me, and I'm going to I know. be annoyed by it. But uh, issue two was so great, I thought. Joshua Williamson, really showing why he was chosen for this, has the chops, understands the relationships at DC that readers care about and how to bring those characters together in interesting ways. So I'm very excited for the future of this. Uh, Marco, you picked Sacrament number one by uh, Peter Milligan and Marcelo Frusin. This is a, an AWA book. Uh, AWA has been, I think, firing on all cylinders. Pretty much any book that I've picked up has been a banger. And I'm a Peter Milligan mark. I really like his work. So if he's doing his stuff here, I'm going to pick it up. Um, it, the, it is, it is uh, the first sentence of this synopsis is, The Exorcist meets Alien in this sci-fi horror story. Okay, you got mm. me. Don't, don't even need to read no more. You're good. Uh, and you're also picking out uh, 007, and this is by uh, uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson, I believe, right? It is, and uh, yeah. so I, I've I really like the James Bond series. Uh, I've been picking up 
I think ever since the relaunch with uh, Garth Ennis a few years back. And, Ornelas? Uh, is it Ornelas? I thought it was Garth Ennis. Warren. I just remember Bob Q was on art. That's what I uh, Bob Quinn was on art, and that was very good. But, yeah. Uh, but I've been picking up pretty much anything and everything that is 007. And, and the fact that uh, Philip Ken Johnson's on this, I, I, I like him as a writer. And so I'm going to I'm gonna pick this up. And considering he has, you know, like actual combat experience and all that stuff, I, I wonder what the that flavor, if he's going to bring some of that flavor into this book. So um, I'm, I'm picking it up. That's awesome. a fun-ass Tommy Lee Edwards cover, though. Mm-hmm. Is that who's on art? No, no, on art is Marco Finnegan, who I don't know, but uh, they're bound to be good because the, uh, the the artists are always pretty stellar. 007 has gotten some pretty good creative teams yeah, uh, dude. over the years. The, the, honestly, the, 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 that first run of everything, I think it's like Varger, V-A-R-G-R. Excellent, excellent storytelling. Hmm. That's yeah. it. That's that's those are our books uh, that we're looking forward to next week. As I said, we'll read some amount of those next week here on the show. So come back and join us. If you want to recommend books for us to read, you can always hit our line somewhere. Uh, leave a comment in the description of this video. Leave a comment to us here on Twitch if you want. Join our Discord server. Drop us a comment there. Uh, plenty of ways to get in contact with us. Make sure you leave us a like, a follow, a rating, a review. All those things help us out a lot more than they cost you. And any platform you listen to us on, there's a way to support us in in that regard. So please do that. That helps us out a lot. Um, And if you want more of us, patreon.com slash thecomicspals. Tons of content, exclusive content over there, be it our newsletter, be it our show palling around. There's stuff for you if you're a fan of uh, what we do here. Um, and of course, our backlog of episodes that runs 300 plus episodes deep. Uh, we did just celebrated our 300th episode this past weekend. So thank you guys so much for joining and listening. Until next week, take care, guys. See you next week.